Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Weissman and Oz back with you on this Friday. The number to call is 1605-562-8001. Press 5 to join the conversation. Stephen, you're a little peppy this afternoon. Is there a reason for that? There is a reason for is that. Is it Omar Minai being back in the Mets organization? Uh, that's not exactly it. Is it the fact that in this month alone, the Islander goalies have given up five goals now six times in this month and we're no, not even... Do we really have to talk about the negative... Things. Oh, we're, I mean, we're going to talk about it because you started, talk, you know, started talking down to me yesterday, and I, I shut you down. And we will talk Islanders at 205 with Rob Taub of Fisher Hockey. But have your moment, man. Congratulations. I'm happy. I'm happy for you guys, really. For uh, those who don't know, I, the New York Islanders are know, coming home. It was just announced the other day that the Islanders won the bid to build an arena at Belmont Park, and the other day was probably one of the best days of my life as an Islander fan. I can't think of a, a better day. This team finally has their own home, a state-of-the-art arena. It's going to take two two years or so, but 2020, 2021 is the goal. And, man, I couldn't even tell you how happy I was to hear that the Islanders I – had, I had no doubt in my mind the Islanders were going to win it. It was just a matter of timing and – Stuff like that, but it's official. The Islanders are moving to Long Island. Yeah, and they're coming back, and they're back where they should be, Stephen. And and um, I think the fan base, obviously on Twitter and on social media, and uh, has reacted well. And uh, I, honestly, I I wish there was a way to just find out what percentage of Islander fans were coming, actually coming from the five boroughs, or even Brooklyn for that matter. Or and the percentage of ones that were coming from Long Island and the ones that are going to continue to come from Long Island, and um and I think this team listen they should have never left the island. Nassau was a dump, but as you guys always said, it was your dump. And now you're going to get a brand new stadium. You're going to come back to Long Island. It's not as close. I mean, for us, it's not as for us where we live. It's not as we, close. Well, but we were spoiled. So close. You know, you know, spoiled. Oh, people who live in this area obviously can disclose disclose information. Uh, it was about 10, 15 minutes away from the Coliseum. Not even. I, it's a seven-minute drive from my house to Nassau Coliseum. And, you know what? It may take about 20, 25 minutes to get to Barclays. Oh, it's at Barclays and Belmont. But that's okay with me. You know, it's better than an hour to Bar- an hour and 15 minutes to Barclays Center. I don't have to transfer a, a train to get to a hockey game anymore. I mean, if I want to, I could take the train and get to Belmont. But that's not going to happen anymore. I, I'm able to drive to see an Islander game, and I couldn't be any more happy than how I am right now. 18,000-seat arena. We're going to have a hotel next to it. Ah, back to back to the old days. Back to the old Patrick, days. Patrick, sign my puck. You, sign my stick. You know oh, it. Well. And, 
you know, they're going to have like an innovation center. They're doing a lot of things for the community also. It's not just going to be an Islanders arena. It's a state-of-the-art arena with for entertainment, for concerts, for shows. You know, it beats a soccer stadium, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Um, do we rank where are we putting Ledecky now on um, New York sports executives? Even Evan Roberts said himself. Ledecky's top. the top if he, owner if he in re- New York. If he, he re-signs JT, which is something we're going to talk about with Rob Tab of Stanford for Hockey, our hockey guy, um, uh, we're going to talk about that later too. You and I have different opinions. Do you think he'll sign an extension before the season is over? I think he's going to at least test the market. I don't necessarily know if he's going to leave. But I think he's gonna at least text. I mean, how old is he, bro? He's late twenties. Late twenties. I don't even think is he that old, really? Already? Mid to mid to late twenties. All right, listen, you only get so he's gonna sign this contract. He's gonna. This is his only one and only time that he's gonna have to be a big that big time free agent. JT wants to win a cup. JT wants to win a cup here. He wants to be the guy. I, I'm not gonna go out and say I don't know if he's gonna win a cup here, but I don't. I, listen, the goalie situation is a mess. The defense is getting older. The top of that defense is getting older with Boychuk. I mean, you guys probably should have traded him two seasons ago. Um, now you couldn't get a yeah, bag of pucks for him. Well, two years ago, they weren't trading him because two years ago, they were in a playoff run. Yeah. And they went full, to the second round full, of the playoffs. Full, full, full playoff Doesn't run. matter. That you don't trade a guy of that caliber. Uh, listen, I don't – now, does JT want to go play in a – Toronto or New York City or New, you know, Jersey still got that cap space. They're they're not at the top of the division by accident. That's a good team. I watched that game last night from start to finish. That is a good good team with the players that they have. They they have a lot more C plus B players than A, and they have Taylor Hall. They have um obviously Corey Schneider, their goalie. I don't know if that's sustainable, but maybe would he want to look at a, a, a route like that? Would he want to go on a West Coast? Would he want to go to a and LA, or even a Las Vegas Golden Knights, who all of a sudden have taken this league by storm in their first year. They just need that big superstar goalie. Don't nod your head. I'm throwing out. Listen, just because he he grew up in the uniform, didn't grow up in the uniform. He's come up in the uniform. He has losing season after losing season after losing season. He he is human. You don't think it aggravates him just a little bit? I mean, I just don't see. I know you don't see. I didn't see Peyton Manning ever playing in another uniform ever again. That still happened. I didn't think Mike Piazza would ever leave the Mets. Guess what? That still happened. I don't think I, – I still don't know, but I didn't think Eli Manning would ever play in another uniform. All of a sudden, that's a reality. Okay, all these things are now have now come to fruition. There's no reason whatsoever. Did anyone think Wayne Gretzky was ever going to play in another uniform? We didn't know these things at the time, Stephen, until they actually happened. I'm not saying he's leaving. I don't want to upset you. I'm just saying – you think, and a lot of Islanders think, and I'm not putting you in the minority, this is the majority of the Islander fans, think this is him coming back as a slam dunk no-brainer. I'm here to tell you, sorry, buddy, he's going to sign an eight, nine, ten-year contract? Sign a slam dunk. Weissman and I was back with you, and a lot of questions to be answered. A lot of questions that will be answered, because if anyone doesn't know, he's in the off season, I asked Rob two questions, two, two very specific questions. Which defenseman for the Rangers will get bought out? Gerardi or Stahl? He hit on that two days later. That happened. Out of 
I named a few select players for him. Which guy will not be here for the Rangers? He said Derek Stepan. Derek Stepan got traded as much later. Rob Taub is breaking out his crystal ball. Rob Taub knew this was going to happen a while ago. Now Rob is on with us. Rob, how are you? Hi, guys. How you doing, Rob? I'm, uh, I'm on my break at work. Um, All right. So waiting for the snow to fall. You know, I'm, no. you know, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm a big giddy right now. I just finished, uh, I just finished college and it's, uh, it's been a, a whirlwind week, but I'm glad to see it then, you know, get a few days off and just, you know, head into the new year. Well, first of all, congratulations on your graduation of thank college. You, thank you. Um, he's so professional, we forgot that he's still in school. I mean, it's like he's a pro already. Jeez. But, you know, the big news of the week, obviously, Rob, Belmont. Were you at the press conference? I was not. Uh, I was actually um, – I was talking with Randy Marshall. The other day. I, uh, I direct messaged her on Twitter uh, the night before asking her, oh, is it going to be open to the public? Because I knew I had work from uh, 7.30 to 12.30, and I heard 11 o'clock was the press conference. And if I knew that there was going to be open to the public, and I was told, uh, actually, I was told the next morning that John Ledecky had his uh, his uh, assistants going up to people in the Barclays Center on Tuesday night, telling them to come out to Bar- to Belmont. There was going to be a party, an extravaganza. It was going to be, you know, it was going to be something special. So in that uh, sense, I was actually very upset that I didn't get to go to the press conference. Um, I would have loved to have been there, you know. The whole arena saga for me, uh, I put out a tweet that, you know, it reminded me of what my, like, of my dad, who's been a 40-year season ticket holder, including this season for the Islanders. And through thick and thin and all the arena drama, and even before, even before they announced that uh, they were moving to Barclays, he told me that they were going to be back on Long Island one someday. They were going to come back no matter what. It, you know, it just, it was in the cards. Brooklyn was not going to be the place that they were going to be for a long time. It's actually funny because the day one of the day that they lost the referendum, uh, you know, I went on a Facebook rant and stuff like that. But I said after they moved to Barclays, I said they will be back on Long Island no later than ten years afterwards. And you know, after seeing what happened, what transpired on uh, Monday, Monday through Wednesday, you know, I kind of you know patted myself on the back a little bit because. You know, I think in every Islander fan's mind, they knew that they were coming back, that Brooklyn was not going to work out, that 25-year ironclad contract was nonsense. And this is where I'll give some credit to Daniel Friedman, who, you know, I know he gets he got ostracized and still does from Isles Twitter, but he was right. He was right in one sense that it was not ironclad from the minute that they announced that they were moving. It was not going to be their future home for 25 years. It just it just wasn't going to happen. Well, Rob, now that finally they have a home long term, at least that's you know that's what we think. That's what we assume. Uh, now it's the next listen, They have a they will have a 49 year lease. That's what was documented. 49 years. I already looked at it. I'll be you know in my 70s by the time that happens. You know, unless I'm dead. But you know, they're going to be here for a long time. They're they're never leaving. John Ledecky kept his word. You know, he said we're committed to New York. He kept his word, and by far for me, he's the greatest owner that this franchise has ever had. He really is, because, you know, the way he is with the media, and you know, I've been able to talk to him on one or two occasions. You know, have a good five ten minute conversation with him. You know, you could I saw that gleam in his eye. He loves to own this team. 
He loves the fans. He loves the atmosphere. He wants this team to win. He wants this team to succeed. There's not a lot of owners, throwback owners like that, you know, who pride themselves. You know, they make all the money they can off their franchise, but there's not many that pride themselves on having the team first more than, you know, the profit. He's that guy, and I'll say it again, he's the best owner this team has ever had by far. You know, I know Wong kept him here and everything like that. I know he was financially strained, and every single thing was put against him, whether it was politicians, whether it was the town of Hempstead, whether it was anybody. John Ledecky found a loophole. He used it to his advantage, and for me, he's the best owner this team has ever had, bar none right now, no argument whatsoever. Well, I think Islander fans deserve it. Uh, Rob, something that the Islanders obviously do need to get done before this season ends, just to be ideal. Me and Steven have different opinions on it. He thinks John Tavares is going to sign before this year's over. I think he's going to at least test the market. It's not to say he's going to leave or not, but I do think he's you only get one chance to be a free agent in this league. I think he's going to test it. Rob, what do you see him doing? Uh, I see him staying. I, you know, all the other podcasts I listen to, whether it's uh, ILC podcast or, um, you know, the secondary system, you know, they all have their uh, their range of, you know, percentages of what he's. I'm going to go after the news Wednesday. I'm going to say it's, 95, like about 93% he's staying and like 7% he tests free agency. And the reason why is, you know, they built the team around him now. You know, this is probably the best team he's had since he's gotten here. It really is. Uh, maybe, maybe close to the 2014-15 team. But you look at the caliber of talent that they have on this team and offensively, because by far they are the best offense in the National Hockey League. No one can argue that. These guys score four or five goals a game, or they average four or five goals a game. You can't argue against that. Yes, the defense and the goaltending really need to step it up, but they actually have a team around him now that could possibly win. I I said they were going to be a playoff team before the season. I'm going to stick with that. I think right now they're just going through the motions. I think that I I was uh, messaging someone on Twitter earlier, and we agreed that they need this Christmas break to reset. I think the players need to reset. I think – Bryce and Halak need, you know, a little bit of time just to, you know, mental a mental break. I think the defense, too. I think once they come back, and I know they have one more game tomorrow, but I think once they come back from the Christmas break, Wednesday against um, uh, against Buffalo, I think that you're going to see you're going to see a much more improved team. I think you're going to see a more loose team. I think right now they're too tight. I think they're, you could see them in the way that, like, last night, you know, for the first 35 minutes, I thought they, they looked like they were dead. They were skating with dead legs. You know, not a lot of opportunities. They had 12 shots for the first 35 minutes of the game. You're not going to win hockey like that. Not going down two, no- going down two nothing didn't help either. But I still think this team has a lot more left in the tank. I think right now, just the way that the division is going, and just some of these games that they played in, where you know they've had some bad bounces, but they've also put themselves in some really, really bad spots. But I think that'll all assure itself out uh, sometime in the next week or so. I think that break is really going to help them. I think if they win tomorrow and they go into the break, it'll really, really get them go get their confidence back up. But for me, to uh, putting that aside with Tavares, I think he stays. You know, they have the team around. He's got the building, which every single analyst up in Canada or it's around the United States, that's been the narrative. He's got to have. They want. He wants to know where they're going to play. He knows where they're going to play now. I mean, it's written in it's written in bold ink. I don't know how much more he needs to see. Maybe Snow tries to add a piece or two. I think right now they have a good core around him. They really do. They've got they're getting younger uh, on offense and on defense. Because uh, I think sooner or later, you know, you're going to see the end of Johnny Boychuk. 
Dennis Eidmer is going to be gone. You know, I think Calvin DeHaan, after he got hurt, I think it's going to massively, massively hurt his value. And I think now they're going to start looking at what's in the pipeline with Taves and Ajo down in Bridgeport, even Parker Wotherspoon down in Bridgeport. They've got three guys who next year could be on this team, or even two of them could be on this team. But with me, I think he does sign. I, you know, everything he says that comes out of his mouth, he says the right thing. But Decky says himself on the fan yesterday, everything that John Tavares says, he says the right things. He does the right. He's not a troublemaker. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have all that drama that, you know, comes from being a, a superstar in New York. Cause really he's the most underappreciated superstar in the area. And that's, you know, that's another argument for another day, but I think they have the team around him. I think they know, he knows they're ready to win. They have a place that they're going to call home where, you know, hopefully he does lift that fifth cup one day, or, you know, he's playing for, to have his number retired, you know, 10, 15 years from now. I think he stays. I think with, could he test the free agency? Yes, but I, I find it highly unlikely because if the Islanders make the playoffs or they are like uh, they you know somehow do win the Metro or something like that, I think he does sign before the season's over. I think as soon as he sees also that shovel in the ground at Belmont, whether it's in late January, February, or March, or even April, he's, that's the signal that he's ready to, he's ready to sign. Now, Rob, before I, before I forget, I want to get to two things. The goaltending and obviously the first line with Tavares, Lee, and Bailey. Probably the best line in hockey. But first, the goaltending. I mean, you even mentioned that Yarrow and Grace both look you know, tired. They just don't look like themselves. They don't look sharp. They've allowed five or more goals in six games. Six times this month. It's Concerning. unbelievable. And that's obviously something that needs to get fixed, whether it's by trade, whether it's after this break. What do you think, Rob? Well, I think the trade market right now is very, very, you know, shallow when it comes to goaltending and the defense. You know, I think the Owls would have to pull like a rabbit out of their hat. I think Snow would have to pull a rabbit out of his hat to, you know, to get something done like that. I think with the goaltending, you know, before the season, there was the whole – Spiel that oh they're going to be one A one B you know it's going to be like they what they were in twenty in the twenty fifteen sixteen season it's different now you know they're both getting older you got to remember Halak's in a contract here so I expected him almost you know carry uh, the goaltending situation by himself I expected Grice to go back to his one B role I think what it is these guys just don't know their roles right now and I think it's really really messing with them mentally you know Grice he just looks like something is up with him this year because. Not only is he getting beat with clean shots, it's the soft ones that are really, really, you know, you can see it in his at, in his like his demeanor when he's during the game. He seems like he has every shot could go in. He he doesn't seem like he has that confidence. I'm not saying maybe send him down to Bridgeport like he did with Halak last year. You know, get him a few, get him a few wins, get it to, get his confidence back up. I just think that the roles that they were assigned this year, and they still don't have really a legit role for either of them, because. You know, Wade said he likes his goaltending situation. You know, he can say that to the cows come home. But, you know, you have to find a balance where you have a guy who you can lean on as your starter and you can lean on as your backup. They don't have that. You know, you look at the other teams in the division. The Rangers have that. The Penguins have that. The Devils have that. Every team in the division has it right now except the Islanders. And it's a really, really bad thing to have. I mean, it's a really bad predicament to have if you're Snow, uh, Garso and, and Doug Waite. I just think if they, and I said before, I think they need the rest too from this break. I think they need to reset the, uh, 
reset the batteries, you know, reset the mines. You know, you saw, I think you saw last night when Yarrow got into, uh, got a little bit frustrated and got it, you know, it was 12 punches. You know, you could see it. You could see it on him that, you know, he's frustrated. He's a frustrated guy right now. And I also, it's a contract here for him, which I said also uh, mentioned earlier. You know, he's got to, you know, show something now. If he wants to be playing in the NHL again or, you know, he's not going to be here next year. And I think with Christ, I think he just needs to have one game where, you know, he stops like 40 shots, gives up maybe one or two goals, and that'll really spark him up again. But they got to have a role for both of these guys. Got to really wait has to find out over these next few games, who's my starter, who's my backup, who can I lean on, and who can stop the puck. That's basically it. They have to have defined roles. Right now they don't. It's hurting the team really bad. You know, last in the oh, nearly last in the league in goals against and whatever other stat you want to throw out there. You can also throw them on the defense, like I said, but it's on them. They got to make this. They're the goalies at the last line of defense. You got to stop the puck. If you can't have a guy, if you don't have a guy who stops the puck, you're not going to win. Plain and simple. How, no, how about the first line? I mean, they're playing ridiculously good. Is this the best hockey Josh Bailey and Andrews Lee are playing in their careers? I think. Well, I mean, we can argue that. Andrews Lee played his best hockey last year. He goes so under the radar. It's ridiculous how under the radar he goes. He could probably win the scoring title this year if he keeps the way, keeps up the way he's playing. With Bailey, this, you know, everyone likes to point out, it also is a contract there. I think we are seeing the Josh Bailey that Garth Snow looked at when he, won, when he drafted him eighth overall in 2008. This is the guy that, you know, they saw the potential, the talent, the skills, the, you know, the, the kind of the leadership. He's playing the best hockey of his career by far. He's got 45 points in 35 games. That's insane. Insane, considering he had 56 points in 82 games last year. He scores another 12 uh, – I'm sorry. He scores another 12 points. He's going to match his career high for, for points to, in his career. And he, he could have that by, you know, by the end of January. That's how crazy – Bailey season has been, but you know, everyone likes to say, oh, they're both products of John Tavares. No, they're not. Right now, John Tavares is a product of those two guys. You know, you look at how Bailey, I think Bailey on nights where Tavares isn't going, he's the one carrying the team almost on his back. You know, we're, we're used to seeing the past few years where Tavares would carry the team when they, you know, they were in, I could say the same about last night. He carried them, you know, to the, to get that point. But it's also, it's guys like Bailey and Lee who are carrying this team right now when Tavares isn't going, you know, they're, they're the two guys who are, you know, right behind them, you know, pushing, they're, they're pushing, they're, they're leading the charge. But yes, I said it before, they are the best line in hockey right now. I think Andrews Lee, uh, I think he will score 40 this year. I predicted he would score 40 this year. Uh, do I, I don't know if Bailey maybe does take the start to slow down a little bit. I don't think so because I thought it would have happened already. And with John Tavares, I told you guys before the season, I want he needed to be the MVP this year. He's playing like one. He's playing like one. He acts like one. He's you know he's showing every single ounce of why he could win uh, the art the uh, the heart trophy this year. They needed a guy. They needed that type of Tavares this year, and they're getting it. And it doesn't seem like it's going away. But if you magnify that with how bad the goaltending is, and how bad the goal and how bad the defense is, you know. The the first line, you know, they still get most of the spotlight, but it does hamper, you know, how how good they've been because 
right now, it seems like they're the only one that can score, too. So if you're not getting production from anybody else and you have to lean on your first line, you're also not going to win many games and you're not going to be in games. So they are all playing the best hockey I've ever seen them play. Uh, I think that uh, that could be attested by everyone who's not only a hockey, you know, fanatic, but an Islander fan. But the thing with me is if the goaltending and the defense could, you know, situate itself out, that first line will start to – you'll start to hear more and more about that first line. Oh, Rob, we appreciate you taking the time out. It's going to be interesting what happens as the season goes on. The Metro – No Rangers? No no Rangers? Wow. You know know what? I was going to – it's not, it's not much. The Islanders stole the news in the last few weeks. I do have to say that. I will say this about the Rangers. I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit, I really haven't paid attention that much to the Rangers this year. It's been very tough, you know, with, you know, I'm covering games in New Jersey again with the Devils. So I I could have been there last night, thought about going, didn't want to. I wanted to see what it was going to be like after the news broke and, you know, the day after. But it's been hard for me to watch the Rangers because, you know, the Islands are playing at the same time, the Devils are playing at the same time. The only thing I can say about the Rangers – the thing with me, Henrik Lundqvist is going to carry you as far as you can carry you. It really it comes down to that because that defense could sometimes be really good or they could be really, really, really bad. And the same goes for the offense. And there's one guy who I've looked to this year who I think has really, really made, given the Rangers another dynamic, and that's David DeHarnay. I love when they signed him. I thought he was a great signing. I thought he was a very underrated signing, especially if he was going to be playing, you know, third and fourth line minutes. But he's been that guy who I think – He's had a really solid year. He's really given the Rangers, you know, like I said, another dynamic. And I really like that about them. Uh, I think you're getting what you expected out of Shattenkirk, which is you're going to get the good in the offense. You're going to get the bad in the defense. And, you know, I think so far through his first year, he's adjusted well. And, uh, you know, you haven't heard much about Brady Shea because, you know, not much needs to be said. He had a great year last year. He's just going, you know, he's doing his thing. And you're starting to see more. You're starting to see more production out of Miller and Hayes and Buchnevich, and you know all, all the guys. But I'm going to go with this. And I said the Rangers. I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team this year. If Henrik Lundqvist could carry them, the way he usually carries them, especially at his age, you guys will make the playoffs. Well, let me tell you, the epitome of their season was last night's game. 45 saves, and they still lose the game. I mean, opposed to I think the 23 that they had. Rob, if this team, if if Lundqvist has to carry this team all the way through the po- into the postseason and then throughout the postseason, this team is just going to end up in the second round and losing in seven, six or seven games like they usually well, do. You know, I, I'm not going to throw throw like a uh, throw like a fire like a fire uh, ball out there, but I think if they don't make the playoffs this year or they you know do make it but they you know lose badly in the first, I think it's the last you'll see of Elaine Vigneault. I think you know what we saw early in the season. And, you know, I know they weren't responding. Uh, they weren't playing well. They weren't responding to him. I think that maybe it will be time. It might be time once, once if they miss the playoffs or they, you know, get knocked out again and with the, with the, uh, the team that they have. Yeah, I think it's, it'll be time for a new cha- It'll be time for an, uh, a new regime. Not even the GM, just, just the head coach, maybe the coaching staff. Maybe it's time. You know, you never know. And I'll end with the last thing, that the Devils are for real. I said in the offseason – to you guys that they improved big time when they brought in Brian Boyle and, and Johansson. I thought they brought in those veteran, those veteran laden guys who been there before. They were going to teach that young team how to win, but they're also, you, know, you said before, they have Corey Snyder and they've got Keith Kincaid, who's a very, very solid backup, but now they added Sammy Botman. You know, they're, they're on, they're on a good track right now. Do I think they'll win the division? I think they're going to fade 
somehow soon, but I think they can be a playoff. I think they'll make the playoffs too. It's going to be a very tight race. It's a great time for, to be a hockey fan in the metro area. It's great. Rob, thank you very much. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a happy holiday. Whatever you celebrate, celebrate it with that. My, my holiday's over. Just like, oh. my holiday's over. Well, happy, 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 happy belated Hanukkah to and both of you. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> See you, Rob. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff from Rob. Um Listen, for the Rangers, if they have some struggles, clear out some cap space, there might be a guy that, you know, you got to pay $10 million for him, but he might be out there. So, And if the Islanders want to compete into the playoffs, if they want to get into the playoffs, they need to fix their goaltender. But if they, dare I say, miss the playoffs, which in this division, you you could. It's easy. To miss um, I think I think without a doubt, both wildcard teams are coming going to come out of this division. So we can be looking at five, again, five playoff teams coming out of this division. Unbelievable. Um, I believe that was the case last year, too, if I'm not mistaken. No. No, no Tor- Toronto did make it yeah. out of there. Yeah. Um, and then the Rangers were the, were the first one, and Toronto was the second. All right, just reminding myself a little bit. But um, if they miss the playoffs, which I believe it could happen, I think the Rangers can miss the playoffs, too. I'm not trying to be biased. I know. Um, or if they got knocked out of the first round again, which would be every time except for one in JT's career that he makes the playoffs. They're not him specifically, See, this is but you do this stuff to me. Um, I don't. Maybe he'll consider it. See, listen, Stephen Stamkos last year. Did anyone really think he was going to leave last year? Yes. Okay, that's a different. You know, you're right though, because that was a different situation. Because they had a lot of young guys that they need Kucherov. to resign. Um, this is a different situation. This is their star. This is the apple of their eye. Barzell's fantastic. Um, this is the best player the Islanders have had in 20-plus years. Yes. Uh, it was different from the Lightning situation because they have a lot of guys that are younger and, and right. will be better in a couple of years, if not better already. If you want to consider Kucherov better than Stamkos, that's fine. We can argue about that until the cows come home. This is their guy. Now, if he wants to test the market, I won't blame him. You're free. You LeBron, want to feel wanted. LeBron James tested the market. I'm not comparing him to LeBron James, but the greats, all the greats and the great players do it. You know, and some people don't. Henry Conquist didn't want to test the market. He was also getting eight half million dollars a year. So um, we'll see. And it's gonna happen. You know what? We still have a lot of hockey to be played before we even get to the off season. So it's just a testament to how exciting and great things are going to be, and how aggravated I still am that I wanted to go to Buffalo for a Rangers game, and that Buffalo game is going to be here at City Field, which I have no desire going to. We are going to be back. Uh, after this commercial break on the I-95 Sports Network, Western and Oz. How much will the Yankees have to give up for Garrett Cole? We're going to talk about that right after this. Introducing the SND Podcast channel. You're a one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. What's the Oz I-95 Sports Network on a beautiful Friday, December 22nd, three days away from Christmas. If you celebrate that, Merry Christmas. Hanukkah just passed. If you celebrate that, happy belated Hanukkah. Stephen, how was your Hanukkah, by the way? Hanukkah was great. I spent time with family. Didn't really get any gifts, but that's not what it's about. And... You know what? I spent a lot of time with friends and family, so... You know what I had, I had for the first time the other day? Uh, Lockers. They're oh, good. Potato oh, pancakes are great. Oh, they're great. One thing I do love, which you see me many, many times, um, I love locks. 
a lot. You have no. You've seen me. I mean, you see me with the lock spread, where it's the lock spread, or yeah. I spend the arm and the leg to get the sliced locks. But what do you do? I'm trying to talk about your holiday, and you just you're blowing me off. What? No, go ahead. Play, get talk some Yankees. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Or Mets. Omer, when he wants to, Omer, let me tell you something about Fred Wilpon. I saw the report yesterday. I believe it was Mike Puma who had it first with the post. Fred Wilpon's irate. Fred Wilpon's angry that the Yankees are making these big moves. Why don't you do something about it then? <laughs> this is a, I, could you imagine this meeting room yesterday? This is what happened. All right, guys, I'm pissed. Let me tell you something. Giancarlo, they're going to get Machado, whether it's before the deadline or whether it's next offseason. Uh, they're going to get Garrett Cole any second now. That will probably be break before 3 o'clock. I guarantee Which that. I don't think it's a great idea. For uh, wait, wait, wait. This is what Fred will... All right, guys, we got to make some... we got to do something. we got to do something. All right. Uh, Cosmere, Moustakis, both on the market. Moustakis, you get for a one-year deal, I think. Let's... Uh, no, we got to think a little bit smaller. A little, just a little bit smaller. Wade Davis, big arm out of the bullpen. Greg Holland, great year off the surgery in Colorado. He could do great things here. No, no, we got to think of just a little bit smaller, but bigger. Bigger outside the – Omar Minaya, bring him back. Get to get him on the phone. Now, this is what happened this morning, Steve. This morning or last night. I mean, it's unbelievable what this – and this is just this is just more of them not going to be spending money. Uh, did you hear what happened this morning with the front office? The front oh, they're irate. is so mad and embarrassed. They used the word embarrassed and insulted. But they brought Omar Minaya back I as th- a specialist. I almost, Sandy I, I almost feel bad for Sandy because Sandy wanted to get rid of Terry Collins. I didn't really agree with it. I was one of those Terry Collins supporters. He could sewed upon him in the front office. No, you're not fired. No, no, you, you, you're going to still be here, just literally lurking around Sandy Alderson. When Sandy Alderson signs an extension, a two-year extension, two days later. Oh, my, oh, by the way, we're bringing back the guy who you replaced. Which the only reason why we fired him is because he was accusing a reporter of lobbying for his job. So, great. This is, um, you know, we'll just bring him back, too. And eventually, you know, when people start getting angry with you, we'll give him his job back, which is probably going to happen. Because you know why? Because it's the Mets. Because it's dysfunctional. we got to come up with a new acronym. Acronym. Uh, oh, God, help me. An acronym for this team. I'm getting so aggravated. I'm mixing... They have a, I'm mixing a grammar then, term with Ohio. And then they say they only have 10 to 15 million left to spend. What have they spent? That that bullpen guy that they got, Anthony Schwartz, he's a good dude. He's he's good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, okay, he's good. What else? We need a second baseman. We need yeah, an outfielder. We need happening. a first baseman. That's not happening either. But the one thing I will applaud Omar and I on is who he drafted. He got the Grom, Jewish familiar, Juan Lagares, Matt Harvey. He had, he did, you know what? Tacoma made the point this morning. He had, did have that, this 2015 World Series team all over money. his fingers. He built well, I, think that's, I think that's more of the ownership, though. I mean, I, Sandy could spend money, too. I mean, he's been an Omar went and spent an abundance amount of money. Jason Day, Omar Minaya. Uh, well, I'm talking about before that, you know, the ones that were successful. Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado, Paulo Luca. Uh, Cliff Floyd was good. Sean Green, who we brought in to replace Cliff Floyd, ended up having success, and people just hated him because he looked funny. I, I don't know why. But I like him. I like him too. I, but you know what? This is this is what we're we going for. Rosh Hashanah. This is what we do. But speaking of Rosh Hashanah, just 
you know, like, you know, like Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. I had to throw in some love for my for my favorite Thank Jewish you. people. Um, no, but Sean <laughs> Green being included in it. Right, where's Ike Davis? Put the band back together. Um, he was a good man for a while. I think he might start in the bullpen for the eight. <laughs> oh God, I hate this team. Oh my God, the pain. I hate him. I really, it's like it's, they haven't done anything. Oh. And you know what? They keep teasing every every player that comes out. What they were to mention, who they it might get. Aegon! Aegon! Great! He's oh. broken down! Oh you get him from Veterans Minimum. Yeah, that's exactly why. I bet they didn't want to spend the $4 million a year to bring him back. You know how much? Yeah, I would have been a little I would have been a little fired up. I was just a little bit. I would have been really fired up if Evan Longoria was playing third base. But I would have been a little fired up if, Matt, if I knew Matt Adams and Dom Smith were going to be the platoon. I'd be, happy first, I'd be happy with that. Oh, he cost $4 million. That was too much, though, Steven. We can't expect that out of our team. Come on. And, you know, Adrian Gonzalez, they, they're talking about platooning Dom Smith. So I thought Madden Adams would have been a good signing for them. But instead, they're talking about Adrian Gonzalez, who it's at the same side of the plate and is about, you know, 50 years old and a 30, what is he, 36-year-old body. He is a former All-Star. He, he could put up numbers off the bench. Right. I'm not going to say. Come on. Come on. Look at his track record. I know he's old. I know he's, he can't play the field anymore. No, so what's the, there's no DH in the National League. What are we doing this for? Why are we doing this to ourselves? You knew I told you why they weren't going to sign Jason Kip or trade for Jason Kip. This he was too expensive. Fifteen million dollars a year. Guess what? According to the, listen, Curtis Granderson cost fourteen million dollars. They traded him. Trey Bruce was twelve million dollars with his option. They traded him. It's Triple Cabrera. Well, now they brought back his eight and a half. Um, Lucas Duda's arbitration deal was $7 million. They traded him. Neil Walker signed the qualifying offer of $17 million. They traded him. Where's all that money now? Stephen, that's going a northward of $50 million. Addison Reed was also another $7 million. But the Mets signed one guy for $8 million a year. A guy they didn't want at first. They wasn't their first choice. They didn't want to give up a couple extra bucks and another year to Brian Shaw. Oh, by the way, he's been one of the best relievers in baseball for the last three years. So they go out and get Swarzak's good. I like Swarzak. The only worry I had with Swarzak, you know, you had a guy who signed the league minimum last year because he hadn't done anything up until last year, has a career year, and now we – this is the guy you get? I like him. I don't I, – I do. I really do. I, I don't want to – I feel bad bashing on Anthony Swarzak. Um, it's not the big his, name guy. Yeah, but his philosophy on his slider and his fastball maintained throughout the whole season. So I think this guy is for real. With that said, Jose Reyes is going to be playing second base next year, and we all know that. As much as you know, I love Jose Brandon Reyes. Nimmo is gonna, not a second base. Brandon Nimmo is going to be made in right field next year. We all know that. Great. Let's move on to a better topic. Some people so, are going to get hurt next year. We all know. Maybe that will fix it. Steven. The real team in New York, getting real players, still staying under the luxury tax. Somehow, some way. Um, <laughs> they're going to get Garrett Cole from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I'm not sure how I feel about that from, you know, if I were, you know. I think Archer's the better guy. Uh, that's the guy who's. I think Hugh Darvish is a, is a better guy. They don't want to spend that much money. He's going to cost a ton. He's going to cost $150 million. 
And I don't necessarily think you Darvish is the better guy. Yeah, you got to give up assets for for or I, I would rank him Archer. You think Archer's better than you, Darvish? Absolutely, and he's more durable than you, Darvish. Uh, I'll well. say he's more durable. Well, I mean, less, Darvish is, is best. But isn't the best availability? Isn't the best ability availability? The guy's never on the field. The guy's a different problem every year. I mean, so, I mean he's had two surgeries in, the, in his last five years that knocked him out for a year, the entire year. And you know what? I had him on my fantasy baseball team last year. No, I'm serious. Because you know what? People not fantasy. You you monitor a guy more. You watch him more. When he got traded to the Dodgers, it wasn't that great. He had two really, really good starts. You know who they were against? The Mets and the Giants. Two of the worst teams in the National League last year. That's who you got? That's who's on your resume? If I'm the Yankees, now, the Pirates want Torres, or they want... um Chance Adams. They want no, Frazier. No, Torres or Florio, the center fielder. Right. The Yankees aren't willing to give him up. I hate these. I really, the Yankee fans are just bothering me. I'm not giving this up. Are you out of your mind? You just... Just hold them. Just hold all of them. Because what, are they all going to work out? Come on. Um, They want Adams or Frazier to head the deal, the Yankees, and the other side. I still think that might be a little too much. I think they're, I don't want, I don't think they should give up on Chance Adams just yet. And Steven, we're talking about a guy who is two years ago had all-star, all-star year. Now, I know he had a four-year A, but this is the type of thing that we're coming in for this baseball season now, where most pitchers aren't going to be like DeGrom or Sale or Kershaw or Corey Kluber, most most guys are going to be a four ERA. This is what's going to happen. Well, what's Garrett Cole's contract like? Does he have a couple of years left on that contract? I believe so. Yeah. So, you know what? At at that case, I you know I, I make an attempt for Garrett Cole. I think he's very underrated. I think you know what the Yankees drafted him. People think they're over it. Yeah, I think maybe people would think that has something to do with it, but I I don't know. I I think he'd look in a Yankees uniform. I think the Yankees need that number one A, number one B starter. I mean, they signed. We didn't even mention they signed C.C. Sabathia to a one-year, ten million dollar. That's another guy in the bullpen that'll give you innings. But they need that one A starter. Severino, he had a great season, don't get me wrong. You can't count on him. Not just yet. You got to see it two years in a row whenever you see something like this. Whenever you see a young guy come out like that, you got to see it two years in a row. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, as you pull up. As I'm getting up ERA numbers, you're welcome. Um, we're all starting pitchers because I need to show everybody something. Listen. <sighs> Corey Kluber had a 2-2-5 ERA last year. He was the best pitcher in baseball last year. Chris Sale, who was the second best pitcher in the American League, 2-9 ERA. 2-9. It's close to 2-3. I'm trying to get down to see. Zach Granke had a 3-2. Jacob DeGrom had a 3.5. I mean, come on. Justin Verlander had lower than a three, has a little bit less than a 3.5. This is what we're living in. Carlos Martinez, another prominent pitcher, 3-6. I mean, this is what... Uh, Dallas Keuchel. Hugh Darvish had a 3-8 ERA. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, who was a bona fide ace last year down the stretch, three and a half ERA. You won't see him until a little, couple months after the season starts last next season. But Stephen, you know, I'm just trying to make the point. Jose Quintana, which they gave up a boatload to get the Cubs, had a four ERA. This is what we're trending towards. Garrett Cole had a 4-2-6 ERA. Sonny Gray had a three and a half. What's the difference? I mean, in essence, really, Tanaka had a 4-7. People don't want to let him look. People don't want to let him go. People were throwing a parade when he picked up his option. 
Come on, guys. Huh, what are you going to do? Well, the Yankees are at a point where they're in a win-now mode, even though they just started as, you know. <laughs> they're rebuilding. Remember that? It seemed like a decade ago. Yeah. Well, not for much longer. As uh, do, do you think the Yankees signed Todd Frazier? Um, I was here. I saw reports that they might sign to a one-year deal. I think that's the route the Yankees are going to go in. As a proud fantasy owner, who will have Mike Mustakis in the twentieth round, if Mike Mustakis signed with the Yankees for at least a year, I would just throw a damn party. Fifty home runs in that stadium in a roto league. Oh, I would have a good, good time. Now I'm just thinking selfishly though. So, but Stephen, fifteen minutes left. Just about. You know what's next, right? What? Well, it's Friday. It is we Friday. did not have. We did not we didn't have. We didn't even mention the Knicks. Oh God, Michael Beasley's a god. KP needs to stay healthy. I think he needs to stay away from Jen Salter. It seems like ever since he got involved. Salter. Salter. Did you see that? I did. I love the. I love the the slideshow someone made. KP followed her. KP liked the picture, and then she posted a picture saying, "My new favorite emoji is the unicorn emoji." Coincidence? Well, I think not. No, no, seriously. I mean, it's the same story with the Knicks. They still continue to... I thought they were getting them blown out in OKC. I thought they were going to win that game. Um, I didn't think... I thought KP was... If he played, they would win that game. Um, They were playing third game four nights, the Celtics, and they played the night before. I thought that was a W for them on the schedule. I'm looking back on it from a few years ago. But and the difference between this team on the road and the home... I mean, they lost team twice on two occasions. They lost to the worst team in the conference on the road. Twice. It's ridiculous. Listen, they got to learn to win on the road, man. If they don't want to win on the road, nothing you can do about it. All right. Steven, no game last night, but two Saturday games on Christmas Eve, two Saturday games next week on New Year's Eve. I feel spoiled. I really do. Steven, Saturday, what we got? The first game at 4.30 p.m. What we got? I'm excited, man. What we got? Good game? Good game. The Colts. And the ball, oh, the ball, Baltimore Ravens. God, I hate this league. Ravens, 13 and a half points. Um, please. The 13 and a half. I'll take it. Baltimore wins. Um, I guess I could see a uh, type of game that the Dolphins had against the Ravens. I could see that type of game. Why is this threat? I mean, Hulk are horrible. Um, Baltimore. I'll take the point. I'll take it. I'll take it. Give Baltimore a home person after. Minnesota at Green Bay. Another great game. It's Saturday. Night, 8.30 p.m. Minnesota favored by eight points in Lambeau Field. Give me the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I think they displaced them a little bit. I think they had they got up a little bit for that Carolina game. They just weren't good enough to win. Now I think they deflated knowing their guy is down and out and down for the count until next season, but uh, New Minnesota with the eight points. Minnesota's going after Philly, man. They're they're doing it. Next game is Cleveland Browns at Chicago Bears. Yeah, Bears favored by a touchdown. Bears are Bears are favorite guy. I can't do that. I can't. There's no. There are just some teams that just can't be favored by a touchdown. And more, and the Bears are one of them. Twenty-three twenty, the Bears win. I don't think Cleveland's winning that game. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, give me the Bears here. Yeah. But that I would have it, to be last. I say, uh, Cleveland covers. Cleveland covers, yeah, absolutely. Next game, Detroit at Cincinnati. Detroit favored by three and a half points. 
That's a joke. I think <laughs> that root of the touchdown. Look at the Lions here, all the way. The block or Torrey. No, they. What Vegas probably will be right on this as they always are. I can't. I'm not biting. Next game, we have the Rams at Titans. Rams have to buy a touchdown. Give me the Rams here. Yeah, Steven, I gotta tell you, I don't think I don't think the Titans win another game this season. They have home right they're here now against the Rams. And now I believe they have uh I think they're in Jacksonville. Jacksonville is still going to be playing for a, a spot in the you know, maybe a bye, but Tennessee, if they go eighty eight, I, I think they will. I don't think they're they win another game. Give me the Rams. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I was loving the Rams and team more and more since Wentz went down. So, Greg, people don't realize this, Greg Zerlon going down is a huge, huge deal. And I think that might be a detriment to them getting to that point. So, here the Rams, but it'll be more destructive. Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City favored by 12 points. God, what's up with all these big spreads? Miami faces. Uh, we need the Chiefs here. I, I don't care. The Dolphins are not good. I think the Dolphins find a way to hang in this one for a little bit. The Kansas City hasn't been playing great. I mean, this might be the epitome of, of you know, blowing. I'm not blowing the game, but playing down near competition. And I think Kansas City might do that. I'll take the cover with the Dolphins. So. The next game, Buffalo in New England. Thirteen points. Come on, man. What's that? What's that? Fourth time now? We got double digit strength? Ah, no cover, but it's just one. I think Bill will be the more desperate team. I think they'll play like the more desperate team, and I think they'll at least cover the spread. I do not think they win this. Atlanta at Saints. Saints favored by five and a half points. Do you think it's Yeah. Well, Atlanta keeps it close. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I lost the game with them last week with uh, with Tampa Bay with the six points. Then I got a gun in New Orleans. New Orleans is probably still thinking about what happened a few weeks ago. I'd say 28-20. I don't think it has to be. You see Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram. I scored the most points I've ever scored ever, and it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I had just, I had girls. I had five girls. Russell Wilson did nothing. Nothing. Your uh, MVP. Uh, nothing. LA Chargers at the Jets. Chargers favored by a touchdown. Give me the Chargers here. Uh, the Jets don't cover. Give me the Chargers. It's, the Chargers are winning that division. I don't care. Chargers are taking that division. They're going to win it. Give me the Chiefs. Starting some enough long rest going from west to east. Uh, I think the Jets to cover. Jets are a different team at home. I would have to look to see whether Williams is staying, but um, if he does, I think the Jets cover. I think the Chargers. I did the ma- I was doing. I was on my little playoff machine. Chargers make the playoffs. I don't think the winning of it because I think Kansas City's going to win out with the schedule they had. Chargers win out, which I think they will. They have the Jets and they have the Raiders. Titans lose that, which I already stated. I think they do. Buffalo doesn't win out. They lose the tiebreaker because the, the Nate Peterman did. Chargers still make it. I think Chargers still going to make the playoffs. And make the, big. the next game, Broncos and Washington. We just have a boatload of Washington favored by a field goal. Give me the Redskins here. Give me the Redskins. Um, 
I can't trust them. I can't trust. I mean, I know they won last week. That was against the Lonely Colts. Give me the Redskins. Give me Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, if you like that, then he's going to get a $30 million for your contract after this year. The next game, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina probably got 11 and a half. Oh, my God. Another one. Yeah, blowout. I'll take that. I think it's a blowout. I think Tampa Bay on the road. Because it's, it's, a, it's a division game, but... I'll still take it. Give it to me. Ooh, the next game. Jacksonville at San Francisco. I, I love Jimmy G. I told you Jimmy G was the truth, man. But Jacksonville's going to win it. What's the spring game spread? Four and a half points. Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville. Jimmy Garoppolo has not lost the game yet. I understand that, but it's the Jaguars. Give me, give me the Jags. I mean, they're gonna, now, he's going to have to see. If he wins against this defense... He's getting a book. He's getting that hundred twenty million dollar contract. He people think he's gonna get. Get listen. If they win this, this is gonna be a must. To me, it's a must watch. I mean, it's as crazy as that sounds, this is gonna be a good one. But I'll have to take the jack for that defense. Next game, Seattle at Dallas. Dallas favored by four and a half points. Give me the Cowboys. Zeke is back. Zeke is back. And Russell Wilson, he's. Definitely not 100%. Yeah, I think there was a little animosity towards um, with each other with the Seahawks in that locker room. I think oh, we yeah. saw that. I think Dallas, is this in Dallas? It is in Dallas. Dallas is going to be a little pumped up. Let me tell you, this Dallas team has a lot of makings of the Giants team from 2011 and has a lot of makings of the Packers team from 2011. This is the last team anyone wants to see in the postseason. If they, if they have to go to Philly, or if Philly has to host them, I should say, I think they still might end up in the NFC Championship game. The Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. Um, this is this is a dangerous team, man. I'm telling you. Deep fast in that pass rush. Okay. The next game, Giants at Cardinals. Oh, God. Cardinals favored by a field goal. Oh, give me that, those Arizona Cardinals. I can't see the Giants winning this Yeah, game. I mean, people are kind of downplaying how well Arizona's defense is still playing. Um, even throughout a bad season, Blaine Gabbert hasn't been awful. Uh, and Larry Fitzgerald is just a matchup-proof, quarterback-proof. The guy still makes plays whenever he wants to. But, um, yeah, give me the give me the Cardinals. Uh, as much as I do want to see the John Cruz this game, I, just, I think right now Arizona's healthier, which is kind of odd to say considering their quarterback and running back are both out. But on the defensive side, they're healthier, and I think this is an ugly game. I say like 13, 14 to 10. Steelers at Houston. Steelers by 10 points in Houston. Wow, this is, to me, this is a lot. I think this is a cover for the Texans. I think we've seen, we do. Yeah, I think we've seen the Steelers and play down to the competition way too many times in this season. I, I mean, think that. about it. To the Bears that they lost to, the Colts they played down to, the Bengals were a late pull away. Even the Ravens, I don't think they're active of a team. They played down to them. It, it's just time after time after time. There's a good chance they could lose this game. But I still take the I'll still take the Steelers to win. Texans cover ten points. Don't forget, no one's twenty Brown this game. Let's see how they adjust. All right, and Oakland at Philadelphia. Oh, you mean Nick Foles and Eagles? Ten points. Oh my yeah. God! <laughs> I'll take the Eagles. Let me tell you something. As much as I love Derek Carr, um, he's one in five in games under thirty degrees. Uh, and that's scary. I think this is the spread is just oh. you know what, give me the Eagles. I'm gonna take the Eagles Nick Foles was good last week. By all means it was against a bad Giants defense at this point. Nick Foles was really, really good. 
That defense, though, I gotta see more from them. Raiders on the road, in cold weather, coming off that just gruesome loss. I think they come in here a little deflated. And I think Philly comes out and I think they win the game by. Oh, that's tough, man. I mean, I'm this this Vegas is just killing me this week. I'll take the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. Well. Uh, you know what? I'll take the, I'll take the Raiders. Then. I'm not kidding. Give me the Raiders. Ten All right. Five. One more week that left. Oh, that's t- well. I mean, then we got postseason. Postseason. That that was tough, man. I mean, come on. Give me a a little break. Cross. I mean, how many spreads did we have that were in? Yeah, I I gotta check this one second. How many spreads did we did we have, Steven? That were over ten points. Ten points in the double digits. There's at least six. I don't remember the last time I've seen that. I, I mean, seriously. I, I, I mean, these games are not that good this week, and there's probably no, I mean, three games I, yeah, I, think I it's could a, count. I think it's a testament to the quality of the games. I mean, think about it. You have a bad t- – I mean, look at it. All right, uh, Baltimore and, and the Colts are 13-and-a-half. Um, Minnesota and Packers are right there with nine points. Uh, Carolina and the Bucks 10-and-a-half. Dolphins and the Chiefs 10-and-a-half. Pats and the Bills 11-and-a-half. Uh, again, the Texans and Steelers are right there, and the Raiders and the Eagles are 10 points. So it's one, two, three, four, five. So five games that were eight double digits, and then two other ones were nine points. So, listen, it's crazy. Um, Again, I hope everybody has- – One last hot take? Oh, that's right. The hot take of the week, Stephen. Um, I'm letting you go first this week. Oh, my God. I, I can't even think of anything right now. When's the next time we'll... Oh, we... The 26th. Yeah. That's Oh, no, wait. That's no. on Monday. All right, so... Next Friday is what? The 29th. Ah, so I can't, I can't go... I can't go college football again. Because um, I don't even remember the last hot take I made. I'm not going to lie. I think did I say the Mets sign a reliever? Another one? Or sign I said they would get a second baseman. I was so naive and so stupid. I don't think the Mets are doing anything this week again. So what I do think Did you talk about Belmont last time? Yeah. I said the Islanders are gonna get uh an arena this week. Wow, look at you, man. I'm very proud of you. Um I Let think the Islanders lose out before Christmas. They lose that. out before Christmas. Which is just tomorrow. So. No, it's in three days. They only have one game until one So you are predicting that the Islanders, who have been a very good home team this year, will lose. Wow, Jets are really good this year. We'll lose to the 2010-6 and six Winnipeg Jets. Is that what you're telling me? I'm saying they will not get two points. Okay, I'll take – oh, God, there's five goals, six goals. All right. Um, my what? Okay, just knock my phone out of my hand. That's fine. Um, the Giants will hire a general manager before next Friday. Gentlemen? No, I believe it will be Lewis Riddick, and I am crossing my fingers that it is Lewis Riddick. I think he gives that. You know how the Forty ers have that modern day NFL now with John Lynch. I think the Giants will uh, do the same thing with Lewis Riddick. So everybody, I hope everyone had a good Hanukkah this past week. Everybody have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. We'll talk to you guys before New Year's Eve with our New Year's resolutions and what we want our teams to accomplish with their New Year's resolutions as well. Stephen, my friend, have a good week. Have a good week, Carol. And I will see you, we will see you all next Friday. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Western and Oz, Sports Network.